Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard, so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. 
Hello, this is John McEwen with McEwen Group Real Estate, located at 17A Public Square in beautiful downtown Columbia. Our family has over 40 years experience selling farms, residential, recreational, and all types of real estate here in Middle Tennessee. Check us out online at McEwenGroup.com or on Facebook and Instagram at McEwen Group, or give me a call today at 931-628-1749. McEwen Group, land is your legacy. Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I'm going to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At Take 5, your oil change is faster than you think. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charities, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. Save-A-Lot Foods serving Columbia since 1994 is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save-A-Lot. What would you do if you ran out of food to feed your family? That's the reality for hundreds of families here in Southern Middle Tennessee, and you can help change that. Front Porch Radio is partnering with The Well Outreach to help feed as many families in need as we can for as little as $30 to provide a week of groceries. Join us for a special live broadcast on September 26th and 27th on Front Porch Radio, or you can give right now to help a local family in need at thewelloutreach.org. This is Clayton Harris, and you're listening to 101.7 WKOM Columbia. Happy Thursday, race fans, race fans, race fans, and welcome to another edition. The Bristol Night Race was uh, last weekend, John. Do you remember how big of a deal that used to be in our sports landscape? That was a big deal at one time. Yeah, I used to cover it. I I covered it a couple of times, and we always had our... 
uh, our NASCAR beat guy, uh, Bill Luther, the late Bill Luther, was. Bill uh, Luther. He used to cover, cover 23 uh, NASCAR races a year, about that. How many does the beat writer of the Knoxville New Sentinel, the uh, NASCAR beat writer, how many does he cover now? Well, we don't have a NASCAR uh, beat writer, and if we had one, he would, uh, well, we wouldn't have one. We don't cover that now. Wow. Where's Mike Griffith when you need him? He's in Georgia. He's uh, East Dog Nation. He, yeah, he loved the NASCAR there for a while, didn't he? He was kind of into that. Yeah, Mike was really good at that. Actually, he was. Uh, he probably. Uh, but you know, we thought NASCAR would just keep ascending, and all of a sudden, it spread out all over the country, and just it really lost something when it got away from these uh, the roots, man. Got away from Wilkesburg and yep. Martinsville and, yep. and Bristol, places like it, that. It, it did a little bit what college football is kind of doing right now. It sort of reinvented itself for Madison Avenue and became something that it wasn't, and it happened overnight. And it took a few years for us to see the impact of it. And I want to go there today. Today on the program, I'm going to ask a question of you. What do you think of the transfer portal? I had a team mail from a guy, and I ran it today, who said to me, um, Tony, let's just admit it. The transfer portal's terrible, and uh, it's a joke, and we need to go back. We just all need to admit it hasn't worked, and... Uh, Eight six five two hundred five four zero two. John Adams in here on a Thursday. I'm, by the way, uh, before I turn it over to John, because he told me he's got something he wants to get into. I um, want to say that we're we're hunting a sponsor for this segment. So if anybody wants to uh, participate, we're looking forward to that. And then also uh, Wednesdays with Watson Brown as well. So if you have a business out there and you're wanting to. Uh, Get on board, get on board now. We don't have many openings. We hardly do, but uh, we, we do now. So all, I say all that to say that John is here with us to break it down scientifically. And, John, you had told me today off the air you were holding something for me, but something you were wanting to just kind of address. But I want to ask people, do you like the transfer portal? Is it good for college football or is it bad for college football that's the question good for college football we've seen this thing now for a couple of years and now it's really become a thing the Deion sanders deal has made it a thing florida state has made it a thing south carolina getting their roster picked apart has made it a thing texas san antonio is in here on saturday who lost their top wide receiver in school history with eligibility remaining, has made it a thing. Now, he hasn't gotten on the field yet at Ole Miss because, ironically, he got hurt back in the summer. But still, he's made it a thing. They would be much better. They, 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 I'll tell you what. You put Frank Harris and him out there Saturday with the way our offense is executing, and that's a scary game for the Vols. People would say, well, that's hyperbole. John, before you get to your issue, when I say transfer portal to you, good or bad, what is it? 
excuse me. I've gotten I've got two answers. As a columnist, it's good because it creates news. It gives you something to comment on. I'm I'm in the commentary business like you, so that gives us something to write about, talk about. So it's really good from that perspective. But as a longtime football fan, it's probably not good. It's not good for traditional programs that have been good for a long time for Alabama, Georgia, uh, Ohio State, Michigan. I kind of like to see the traditional programs doing well. I think college football is better when, when Tennessee's doing well, if Nebraska would make a comeback, because then we could connect what's happening to what happened once before. And it kind of uh, you know, goes from one generation of fan to another, and you can relate to all that. So from that perspective, yeah. But I do think another side of this is, it makes it a wide open game. It makes it, uh, more hope for some programs. It's almost as though it were created for somebody like Deion Sanders, who's a super salesman. That's what you're doing. He's selling his program. He sold belief in his program when there was no reason to believe Colorado would have this kind of success. He acquired players. He convinced players to come there when he really didn't have a roadmap to show where the program was going. Uh, yeah, you could say he did well at Jackson State, but the SWAC is a much lower level from big-time college football. So there was no proven track record. But, but he convinced players to do that. And now what we're seeing is, I think, a huge shift. Everybody says, well, we got to, you know, still our foundation is recruiting high school players. I'm not so sure. I think you've got to go hard in that transfer portal. And if you've got a weakness, you can't count on a on a high school uh, senior, uh, freshman-to-be coming in and filling that weakness. Another thing to keep in mind with coaches is they don't have as much leeway as they once did. Nobody can talk about, well, we've got to build our program, we've got to create a culture. No, no, no. you got to win. And I think transfers can help you win. Matt Dixon, what say you on the transfer portal? We've seen it a year and a half, two years now. I mean, it was always kind of with us, but not to the extent. We had the fifth-year transfers at one time, but now it's just uh, it's like it's like anarchy. And I was told by somebody in the industry that if I thought the last couple of years were bad, let's see if this plays out. They said, if you think the last couple of years were bad, this December, when that portal opens, you're going to see how many guys have been tampered with. And they said that these Division One programs are going to go pick the Sun Belt teams, Mountain West teams, the bottom of Division One football, um, the bottom Power Five league teams. They're going to pick those like they're buzzards overhead picking on carcasses. And you know what? That kind of makes sense. Matt Dixon? They said December is going to be nuts when you see the names that go into that portal. Matt, good or bad for college football? What do you think? Uh, well, when you factor in the the NIL kind of came around at the same time, I think it's it's a it's a bad thing for the sport to have guys just constantly moving around and you know basically being paid for play and, and free agents. So I, I, I think it, ultimately it's kind of a negative, but. 
there's not really anything you can do about it now. You kind of inserted it at this time to where you're you're giving players a lot more opportunities, and you're not going to ever take those away from them. Um, and then you probably shouldn't, but you know you inserted it with just no guardrails and and really no regulations. And I I think it's been a negative for for the sport in in general. You know what's weird, guys? What's weird? I agree with what you guys are saying on its face. But the sport's never been healthier on television. And I had somebody the other day say to me, why do you talk about the damn TV ratings? Why do you do that on your show? Like, nobody Amen. cares. That's the, that's the problem with the sport. They, It's all about TV now. And that's, and that's the problem. And that's why well, I talk about it. Because, but, because unless you, they fail on television, I'll come right to you, Brian. Unless they fail on television, it's never going back. Now, if they were to make these changes, okay, and they were getting a quarter of the TV ratings, they would adjust. They would figure out a way to adjust their product. I think America likes chaos. I think we're in a society now that's drawn to chaos. And I think college football is the most chaotic thing on the planet. I think that Deion Sanders story out there at Colorado is total chaos. And people love it. People are drawn to it. But go ahead, Brian. When you wake up on Saturday, yep. and do you think about transfer portals, and do you think about NIL? It's a great point, much? Brian. No. No. Nobody does. You're right, Brian. You think I mean, about the game. All that yeah, just goes away. You think about the matchups. Yeah, you think sure. about the matchups all day. You think about you know anticipation that it's going to be a great game. And, and you know, college – Rosters change much even before the portal. They changed quite a bit in the offseason usually. And even over two years, you're looking at a completely different team a lot of times. So I don't think the portal really does much to alter that at all. How about that, John? That's an interesting perspective because it's made like Florida State, right? It's made them like must-watch now. Florida, to your point, John, it took a traditional power or at least one from – least uh one uh generation ago and it's made them put them right back on top and and it uh, has made us it has made the games more compelling because these quarterbacks now who we have on watson brown he said i'll tell you what's the best conference nobody talks about is the pack whatever they are they're going now they're going to go defunct after this year he said they have the best league in america because they have the veteran transfer quarterbacks out there and you know what? He's right. He's right about that. The Pac-12 through the years has often had good quarterbacks, and it's better than ever right now. Uh, that is a really fun league to watch, and you got to That's something to think about. I mean, and and look at Colorado. I can remember fifty years ago when Colorado was really good. Colorado's been good in spurts. But who has been thinking about Colorado football for the last few years? It's suddenly it's suddenly a hot team. The ratings on that game against Colorado State, 10 o'clock at night, were huge. I think it was the largest, largest TV ratings for a college football game ever shown in that time slot. So there's I think Brian does make a good point. When I look at I make a list because I've got to watch most of the SEC games, obviously, because that's what I write about. 
but I also make a list of games that I would like to see, and I might even record. Colorado, Colorado State was one of them. And sometimes those teams, they might not be national championship contenders, but they're fun to watch. I think Kansas is fun to watch. It wasn't Saturday against Nevada for whatever reason, but I do think that's a factor in it. It's entertainment. At the end of the day, that's what this is about. And there are more teams I'm curious about. But you look at those Pac-12 games now when you've got Washington, Oregon, Colorado, Southern California. That's four teams right off the top of my head. You could say those have Heisman Trophy candidates at quarterback. Can the SEC say that? How many Heisman Trophy candidates does the SEC have? Might have one if Spencer Rattler had a team around him. Maybe. That's it. That's it. Or, and the season's young, right? But if a team like A&M emerges undefeated at the end of the year, they might put it on that quarterback before it's over, kind of like the kid at TCU that got in it last year. But we have a league right now that doesn't have star players in it. And Tennessee's gone through that. Tennessee had a team full of stars last year. And uh, one of the points Watson made yesterday in our Wednesdays with Watson segment was that this wide receiving core, Matt, it was interesting how he talked about the um, principles of the run-and-shoot offense that Mouse Davis used to use back in the mid-'80s. And he said that he used to go, when he was at Rice, he used to go down and watch uh, the um, – old uh, Houston team, the Gamblers, they had Jim Kelly at quarterback, and they had these little wide receivers called the Mouseketeers. That was one of the funnest professional football teams ever because they basically would go long on every play. That's what they did. They would just throw throw long balls. And he was talking about how the receivers, it looks like a simple deal what they're doing, but really there's about five or six things they can do off any route and he doesn't think that it, the, our receiving core is grasping yet what uh, Josh Heupel's teaching. I thought that was interesting, Matt. I don't know how much of Watson you heard yesterday, but he was really interesting. Yeah, I, I think there's there's just a lot of things with Tennessee's offense that are that are off right now with you know receivers. Um, obviously, I, I don't think your quarterback is is anywhere near as good as he was last year. Nowhere near as dynamic. And then your offensive line just really hampers what you can do, and it and it really handcuffs you when opponents can drop seven or eight guys in the coverage and not and and just not be threatened by your running game breaking off long runs. You know that that really limits what your passing game can be. And then you factor in the the inconsistent play at quarterback and and like he said, receiver. You, you kind of get what what you're getting right now, and just kind of a a sputtering offense. John, from your perspective as a leader. Matt, Tony, uh, you know, I think about the receiving core, and Brew, Brew McCoy went through the – he had a pretty good year last year. He wasn't their number one guy, obviously, but he had a good season. Uh, Squirrel White is a true freshman, uh, catches eight for 108 yards, something like that, in the Orange Bowl against Clemson. Ramel Keaton had started the last half of the year, had a good year. So – to me, there was great potential there, and I don't know why by now all those guys wouldn't have a, a really good handle on what Tennessee wanted to do in the passing game. I, I'm, you know, I respect Watson's opinion, but I, I just don't understand why they wouldn't be, that should be an issue at this point. 
I don't think they're as good as those guys, John. But but what well, he's saying they did it last year. In, yeah, that's in spots. what I'm saying. I don't, you know, I don't I don't put much of it on the receivers. I just think there's only so much a receiver can do when you know there's guys in the backfield on every pass play and they can't run routes. I mean, they can't run long developing routes. Yeah, the, again, what I, I mean, Squirrel White was a freshman last year, but when he played, he performed well. I thought he was an all-SEC player waiting to happen. I thought Brew McCoy would have a really good year, and Ramel Keaton has continued to make progress ever since he's been here, so I thought he would do well. I thought that was a, a really dynamic receiving core going into this season, uh, and I'm kind of with Matt on that. It's so much built around a quarterback. I'm not putting it all on him. I don't know. You know, we can see what's going on there. It's hard to pinpoint everything that's wrong with the offense. But I wouldn't have dreamed that Austin P could hold Tennessee to 30 points. That's, that's more baffling to me than Florida holding it to 16. And the fact that Tennessee scored 46 points in the last two games, not against really good teams, uh, that's what Tennessee averaged last year crazy. for a game. You know what I think happened with our receivers and what you saw last year, guys? I think those guys were hidden like uh, and helped like guys that bat in a baseball lineup who are protected. There's so much going on over there that this guy over here has not as difficult coverage. He's not going to draw the same person he's drawing now. And I think that happened last year. Those guys were really – those two guys that went off to the NFL, particularly that Blitnikoff award winner who had 90 yards receiving uh, over the weekend for the New York Giants, those guys were really special. Plus, that tight end was pretty damn good as well. He was doing a lot of things, the kid that left. But, Tony, they didn't have Cedric Tillman but for half a year. I understand. So, so in the last half of the year, it's pretty much Jalen Hyatt uh, in terms of a real star and an all-SEC player. So I don't know how hidden those guys were. And, it, and then I get back to Squirrel White just goes in and plays in the bowl game and stars. Really interesting. So if you have a thought on that, 865 200 5402 all right, John Adams, you had something you wanted to bring to the table here as a as a food for thought. So go ahead. Well, I don't I don't make it a big deal out of it, Tony. It's it's your show, uh, but it's kind of bothered me a little bit with uh, Titans Bill um, and his birthday wishes. I mean, are you? I mean, I think he's one of your. Uh, if you had a Hall of Fame I, for your callers, I think Titans Bill would be in it. Oh, I think he's and, definitely, and we're doing that next spring, called the Call of Fame, the uh, Tennessee uh, Sports Radio Call of Fame. Well, that's great. Our inaugural class next summer. In fact, I'd like you to be on the board for that since you've done, you've been in this medium for several, several years. George Plaster is going to be on the board as well. Well, uh, I just wonder, though, uh, Let's not get that far ahead of ourselves. Okay. Just what's going on right now with right. Titans Bill. Okay. What's going on with them? Talk, talk to me. Yeah. Are you ha- 
Are you honoring him with a birthday party? Yeah. So I told Titansville yesterday the date is going to be, because we're going to do it at Calhoun's on the river. And it was ironic because yesterday I had talked to Tom Marine over at Smoothie King, and Tom had decided, we had decided, that we were going to go ahead and do it in uh, October uh, the 28th. So we're at Kentucky the next day. So we could have a nice gathering down at Calhoun's on the river. Come one, come all. And we were going to combine it with Joshy Boy's birthday. Florida told us he had a birthday. Vandy Joe has a birthday. We've got a bunch of people that are, you know, celebrating October birthdays. But really, it's Joshy Boy and, uh, and also Titans Bill. And we're calling it the Roger Davis Memorial Birthday Party. And I guess you heard our exchange yesterday. Titans Bell was not happy about that. Told me he had a November birthday. Not, you know. So what, what would you like me to do, John? I'm just trying to do a good deed here and honor some people. What? Well, here's what you need to do. All right. You need to have a private one-on-one conversation with Titans Bill. No. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. You did. He was on hold yesterday. I knew he was there, which is what spurred me to go to him. And I said, Bill, I said, good news, man. We've decided. And he says to me, I'm not keen on that. Then he hangs the phone up, John. (laughs) Now, (laughs) I I don't, I mean, I don't know. It's not my obligation to do this. I mean, did I miss something here? I, I just think, yeah, I think you have missed something. I think you've missed uh, miss the value that Titans Bill brings to the show. I know he comes out of left field sometimes. Well, most of the time. But I, I think it adds something to the show. Show's about personality. Right. And he has a big, big personality. And so when you have a star like that, and Titans Bill, let's face it, he's a star. When you have a star like that, you got to treat them differently. That's just the way it is. You got to treat them differently, and you got to give them respect. and And sometimes you got to coddle them. I'm going to give him a birthday party with Joshy Boy at the end of October, and he says, "Wasn't well, my birthday?" And I'm like, "Well, I mean, well, I mean, his birthday's important to him, Tony." Brian Hartman told me afterwards yesterday. He said that guy can pound sand for all I care. <laughs> What? Which I thought was pretty harsh of Brian when he said that to me off the air. Brian said that guy can flat out pound sand behaving like that. What? Did you you say that? No, I didn't say that. I think you did. No. So if somebody has a solution for what we can do with Bill, because, look, I'm just doing my best over here. And and what what I explained to him is that next weekend we've got the Amachi tailgate and a lot of planning goes into that it's a couple hundred kids a lot of running around during the week a lot of prep time tying in a lot of our uh, uh, family of uh, sponsors for that just a lot of things and what does that have to do with titan spill well that was just a bad week to do it there so in a perfect world we would have done it right there 
That's all. When does Titan? When does Titans Bill want you to do it? I haven't talked to him. I don't know. Well, here. Well, there is. I agree. There is another side of this. If somebody says, "Hey, we're going to honor you for your birthday," right? Uh, I mean, you are doing him a favor. That's right. a demonstrated demonstration of kindness, love. And it, the more I think about it, it would be kind of rude to decline. I mean, yeah. you said, it's like somebody uh, brings you a gift. That's right. And you said, I don't want this. No, I don't want this now. Why don't you bring it to me in two months? Thank you, John. I'm glad you saw it my way. Okay. 865-200. So, John, so uh, Titansville just got turned on in the middle of our bit, which is really next level of John. 865 because that's what makes John an artist. Right in the middle of the bit. He spit the bit and turned on poor Titans Bill, who, take it or leave it at the end of October, brah, I won't tell you. Matt Dixon, do you have a thought on this? I'm trying to do a good thing here for Titans Bill and Joshy Boy. Joshy Bill was over the moon yesterday. Well, we kind of talked about this for about 20 minutes in our pre-production meeting, good and I, I thought you weren't going to go to this unless we, it was a slow call day. And we're here in the first segment, we're already... We're already going over yeah. our, our third hour topic. And Dixon comes off the top rope on the bit. Now the bit's over there, gigged, bleeding, laying on the ground with the razor blade stuck in its forehead after this. This is Terry Wilcox, a.k.a. The Chicken Man, a.k.a. T-Willie. And you're listening to 101.7 FM, WKOM, Columbia, Tennessee. Alert, alert! Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram has a huge announcement. We're expanding our service center to get you in and out quicker than ever. That's right, five new service bays to get your vehicle back on the road. Don't drive a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram. It doesn't matter. Our certified technicians are trained to work on all makes or models. More service, less time. Only at Columbia Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Family owned and operated. You can count on us. This is Dr. Dominic Mancini from the Dr. Gill Center. If your car was damaged in an auto accident, chances are you'd fix the car. Why wouldn't you give that same attention to yourself? Untreated whiplash injuries of the spinal column may lead to conditions such as headaches, numbness in the arms, neck and back pain. The doctors at the Dr. Gill Center specialize in detecting and treating such injuries from an auto accident. Accident consultations are free. Call me painfree.com or call 615-551-9224. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Barrett's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. 
Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. Automobile Keys is a local, family-owned and operated car key programming business. Whether you need a smart key, switchblade key, key fob, transponder key, or just a basic car key replacement, we're your best choice for affordable, programmable replacement keys in minutes. Give us a call at 615-878-9087 or visit our website at automobilekeys.com. You can email us at cody at automobilekeys.com. Automobile Keys is a proud sponsor of Whitthorn Middle School football. Come by our van out front after the game and say hello. Go Tigers! Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. I've got our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. I know it's uh, another week. You got some more great bargains for us, so let's hear what you got. All righty. Well, this week we have ribeye steak, six ninety nine a pound. Jumbo russet potato, eight pound bags, four ninety nine each. Green cabbage, forty nine cents a pound. Crystal geyser, thirty two pack water, three for twelve. And Coca Cola, twelve packs, five ninety nine. And uh, these sales run through what next Tuesday, I believe. Yeah, next Tuesday. All right, fantastic. And as always, you guys are open seven days a week, and you're open 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there by where the post office is. So if anybody's out there looking for some great deals, I'll tell you, check out Foodland. You cannot go wrong. Miles, as always, thank you very much. We appreciate you talking to us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson. We just got done talking to Go check them out at Foodland. They got some fantastic deals. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. So we've got a dilemma here. We've got a controversy among the family here. First of all, Bino wants to wring my neck tomorrow when he sees me down at Calhoun's on the river. Uh, Matt Dixon, are you for or against my neck getting wrung after my conduct on Monday, which I did say was inappropriate. I admitted yesterday that it was inappropriate. Matt, are you for or against my neck getting wrung? Uh, I'm, I'm for whatever Bino decides is punishment. And... That and, was a dumb thing to say. And then we have Titans Bill, who's extremely upset with me for trying to hold his party before... And he hung up on me yesterday. I'm just going to give you the backstory on that. John Adams started out today our bit pre-planned 
to side with Titansville. Then he turned on him in the middle of it, which is just the greatest thing ever. (laughs) And now I'm left to playing Leslie Gore. Things I thought would never happen, but there we are. This little circus, and and somehow I'm trying to get my mind off that Florida game. Those of you that are mad at me, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to add some levity to a pretty heavy week because that was uh, traumatic. So let's go to our phones without further ado. If you want to get in, is the transfer portal good or bad for college football? It's a question. Our staff has gone around. Brian thinks it's good. John's kind of mixed on it. I think it's good because I like. I think America likes chaos. I think it's made the game more interesting. Now, long-term, will it make the game more interesting? I don't know. Matt hates it. But Matt's our resident curmudgeon. Curmudgeon traditionalist. So Matt hates it. So let's get our first call in. Is the portal a good thing or a bad thing? Any other thoughts on Tennessee and Florida? And where do we go from here, as the Alan Parsons Project once said? Um, now that all the children are grown up. Let's go back to the phones, and which is a good song itself. Let's get our next call in. Open up the TLD Logistics Hotline. Hello and welcome into our first call. You're live on the show. Hello. Hola. Hello. Hello? Yeah, hi, you're on the air. Hey, there we go. Hey, Tony. Hey, welcome in. I didn't hear the beat. I switched over to my phone. I'm sorry. All right, go right ahead. All right. Hey, it's Richard, man. Just, uh, hey, wonderful uh, shows all week long. I had, I've listened a lot. I hadn't had a chance to get in and talk with you guys. And uh, uh, just it's, so it's always good to be heard and uh, a lot to unpack. Uh, first of all, we will. Uh, I'll, I'll hit the transfer portal thing. Um, it's, it's not something I particularly love, but it is real and it's not going away. And, uh, and so you got to embrace it. And, and, uh, the quicker you embrace it, the, the better off you'll be instead of hating it because it's not going away. And, and, and I kind of look at it like, you know, now, um, you guys this week were talking about hitting the transfer portal for offensive linemen, Tony. Well, you know, I kind of look at it this way. You should have somebody on your staff that is already, let's just take for instance here. Um, MTSU has played Alabama and Missouri back-to-back. Wouldn't you have somebody breaking down film of those two games to see if they have a, a an offensive lineman that has the caliber to play since you've seen them against two SEC defenses? 1,000%, um, especially when you're on your field. Tony Valls one time, I mentioned to him, Tony, I've noticed... Guys transfer into your program, seems like guys that you play. He did it again this year with Amick. Did it with a guy from Missouri. There, in fact, if you can look at his transfers, a bunch of uh, – who's the, the kid that just got drafted, the pitcher? Southern uh, Southern Miss, the kid uh, – Southern um, – the Georgia team, Georgia Southern. He sees them, and I don't know if they walk up to him and whisper in their ear or walk over to their parents or whatever they do. But all of a sudden, they get involved with them. See, I, I agree with that, Richard. I would look at guys that I'm playing, scouting, looking at, and that's not a bad place to start and walk over there and shake a kid's hand after a game and say, hey, how would you come play in front of this crowd? Why wouldn't you well, do that? It's all legal yeah. now. 
It is legal, and you know it, Kirby Smart is kind of hinting at that he is uh, saying that there are teams to actually have scouts that are scouting his team while they're warming up and just trying to get their thoughts on certain players because since they have a loaded roster, there's going to be kids transfer out because they want to play immediately. Richard, I have a caller, and I checked this. If you go on that two four seven list of transfers. And you take the top ten teams in America. The record right now through three weeks is twenty nine and one, and the one loss was Florida State defeating LSU. Both teams in the top ten in the portal. Tennessee was thirty seventh this year in the portal. Richard, that's not good enough. I'm sorry. You can say, well, like Sean said to you, well, you know, we had the specter of the NCAA stuff. You didn't have it over your head that much. I'm sorry, you didn't. I mean, if you want to make that excuse, you can make. If you make yourself feel better making that excuse, you got to get some urgency here, man. We need some offensive linemen, Richard. This is going to get serious. Well, I mean, we're still, you know, handicapping ourselves with the scholarships. Uh, you know, we, we're not going to be able to have an eighty-five over the next couple of years. So, yeah, you have to be good at uh, of, of purging your own roster, Tony. Understanding, hey, we missed That's here. Terrible. All right, it's time to move on. It's time to bring somebody else in. That's terrible. This is big-time sports, and there's a lot of money, but that's unfortunately, that's the time that we're that's in. That's a shame. And, 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 and that's you know, but what's going to happen because of that very thing. And uh, and so, yeah, they, you know, the transport portal is, is a real thing, and it's a place where if you get the right players. But also, here's what it can do, Tony, as well as, you know, some of your high school recruits. It brings in now more opportunity for the fans to be a part of the volunteer club, uh, which is one of our big NIL collectives. I like watching to see how many fans now are participating. You know, they have a $60 level, a $310 level for the common fan. I like to see how many fans are signed up for that and are, you know, supporting the NIL because, again, the money needed for the transfer portal or some high school players. Uh, so, you know, it's brought even more involvement there and uh, and given the common fan an opportunity if they so choose to uh, participate in, in free agency, uh, they can do it. So it's just a different time that we're in, and uh, it's just where we are, and we just got to kind of roll with the punches and, and kind of go, hey, real quick, um, on the San Antonio game. Yeah. Um, Tony, I had no idea. I just thought I'd, I'll watch some highlights of their game against the Army. Yeah, uh, twenty-five minute high. I didn't know Army actually is running like a spread, and they're not running no wishbone or anything no more. Both the service academies got away from the ground and pound, but I give Army credit. Army realized early on in that game that running the ball was going to work, and they ran it sixty-five times at that team and pounded them. They pounded did them. out of a spread. Out of and, a spread, and the quarterback killed them. The Smashed them. What an athlete that kid down, is! Fourth down, he kept keeping it and yep. just getting three or four yards. So, yep. I'd be curious to see if how much of our game plan is. You know, we should have better athletes at pounding them than Army did. I and, would think. Uh, you know, so at least just I was just curious when I seen that and I. Wanted to see success, and I was like, "Wow, they're not running the wishbone or nothing no more." So, both service academies. Somebody else get on here, guys. Thank you, brother. Yeah, the service academies have opened it up. Air Force is the only one that's sort of ground oriented. The Navy Naval Academy went in a different direction with a head coach, um, and so they they also are more wide open uh, this year than they've been. John Adams, you're one to add, and Richard, great call. Thank you. Off to a great start on Thursday.
Tony, uh, we're talking so much about transfers and how Tennessee didn't perform as perhaps as well as it needed to. Yeah. Uh, should Tennessee have tried to sign a quarterback? And could it have signed a quarterback? Or would quarterbacks look at Tennessee as, well, they just got assigned a five-star. They've got this NF potential NFL quarterback there. Why would I go there? So it, the only I'm, not, way, I'm not sure if that was possible, you, if it could have gotten a good quarterback in the transfer portal. The only way that would have worked is if Joe Milton would have had a stinker in the Orange Bowl. If he'd have been dreadful in that Orange Bowl, John, you probably could have gone to a fifth-year senior and said, hey, how about you come here, we'll plug you into the system, I'm going to paint a picture for you, 107,000 people on hand, you're lighting up South Carolina like the godfather back in the day. Uh, Come on now. Come on down. But after Joe Milton performed the way he did in that Orange Bowl, how are you going to go out credibly? Because these kids all know these coaches lie in recruiting. How are you credibly going to go to somebody and say, hey, come in here as a fifth-year guy? I, I, I've heard that criticism, you know, and I just don't think that's fair. The thing that is fair, though, is they could have easily gone out and gotten some offensive linemen if they would have gotten aggressive. I mean, as it was, they had that Campbell guy, who's a nice player, by the way, from Miami, Miami, who we had a Kane fan on here a couple of days ago who's kind of was kind of pushed out by them, knew that he, because they had some transfers coming in, so he was sort of a casualty in that end, which is the, which is the line, but sometimes people need a change of scenery. Sometimes a guy that's not performing at a school, hey, come on over here. We'll give you a shot. One of the things Richard said that I really hate about the portal, I hate it as a parent, is that they're going to start cutting kids now. That's, you know, basketball is a mockery well, now. The thing they do in basketball. I also think they, they've been doing that, too, for, for years and years and years. No doubt, Brian. Somebody else, they recruit over kids. No doubt, Brian. And they encourage some kids that they know aren't going to help them to sort of look away, but now it may be more so. Yep. But I don't, I don't think that's a new practice either. What was the old rule, John, in basketball, like 8 and 11? There was some kind of rule where you could only sign a certain number and then you could only have over a two-year period this many transfers. i got to look that up. But, I mean, they could do something like that theoretically in division one football the problem would be the courts would get involved and they would say you're restricting movement of these players and ultimately you cannot do that which is a double-edged sword for these players because it's almost like be careful what you wish for as a group because the bottom third of y'all are going to be cold and are going to end up being bounce back players like we had a guy on here a couple days ago speaking about Greg Lucas, his name from San Antonio Express News, and he kept using a term "bounce back." At that level, guys that go on and sign high Division One scholarships, at their level, they call those kids bounce back players. They've got a kid from Vanderbilt on the team. They've got Martavius French on their team. They've got a kid from LSU on their team. Three or four other SEC 
signees who bounced back to that level. And you're going to see a bunch of that. You have to, if you're going to make room. Sure. Uh, and, Tony, here's the thing. I mean, players want freedom of movement, and that's great. But it's a free market, and it's all about competition. Yep. And I'm fine with that. So you have to understand that you're in a competitive business. Yep. And just like you have to fight for a position, you, you try to win your position, you try to win playing time. Well, if the if your school brings in a great freshman or if he brings in a great transfer, the competition increases. If you don't like it, you can transfer. And I'll tell you something else. I believe what Kirby Smart as per Richard, first of all, I believe Richard when he tells me that Kirby said that because I've never known Richard to, to fib on here or stretch anything. I, I believe Richard when he talks. Kirby Smart saying that people sit there and get their eyes on his second and third team, it's pretty freaking smart. I'll tell you what, I would take George some of George's sloppy seconds right now. If I'm well, Tennessee, sure, you take some anybody. of George. You take some of George's third teamers. Here's what I think: Kirby is smart. Not kidding. And another way, another yeah. way he can look at this. Okay, he's got this really strong roster, and people are going to cherry pick some of his players. Sure, but what Kirby can do when you're that successful, complacency can set in when you win at that much, that level. But. Kirby can go and get transfers and increase the competition at positions. Because there are a lot of people that would say, okay, I believe I'm a Division I. I'm an FBS player. I might be really good in the Sun Belt. I believe I can be really good in the SEC. And if I'm going to go to an SEC school, why not go to the best? Why not go to Georgia? I'm telling you guys, I hear the scouring this year is going to be a lot more profuse than it's been in years past they're going to go into those other leagues and tear those leagues apart these division one schools are it is going to be an insane december and john looking at tennessee's line you hear what i hear how many linemen would you sign if you were them out of that portal how many guys would you go after out of that five five i, I signed five i agree yeah. with that a couple months ago, the number was two or three, like I had Adam Sparks on here, two or three. The number's five now. Maybe even six. And the best five play. Or the best four play. Four out of six. Speaking of O-line, Hypel says Mincy is practicing this week and he'll play on Saturday. He said Mays is a game-time decision based on how he feels at that point. But both have been practicing. Back to the phones we go. The, the the maze thing is really interesting to me because when you and they did that last week, and they made it look like it was that kid's decision not to play, and that's just not the case. So the whole I don't know. I wish they could figure out another way to phrase that because it puts it on that kid, and to act like he was not going to play in a Florida game, made the decision I'm not going to play in a Florida, and then fans are mad at him. It's just not fair. It's not fair to him because it's not reality. That's not reality. I'm sorry. That's not reality. Now, this Saturday might be reality. I'm telling you about last Saturday. That was not reality. He was never – John, when was he playing in that game? 
the 12th of never. He was never going to play in that game. They knew that. Well, I mean, I heard early on that he wouldn't play till October. Hello? I mean, that's not doing that kid a sir. I, I, I'm sorry. I got to hold my tongue here. I don't like that stuff. Well, but, but, but maybe, they, know, maybe they he's right with Saturday. I wouldn't play him in this game. No. Why would you play if, him in this if game? Play, if he can play, wait till South Carolina. And this guy's a veteran player. It's not as though he needs the reps. I, I know he might come right. into an SEC game a little cold. But this guy's been doing it a long time. He's really good at what he does. I don't think he'll miss a beat. I had a, I had a booster type. I was talking to you today. Say, man, what about him laying out of that game on Saturday? I, I said, let me take you under wings. He didn't lay out on nothing. Did you really say let me yes, take you I under did. wings? Yes, I did. I said, <laughs> I'm going to take you under wings here. He didn't lay out of anything. Don't buy that. Don't believe that. Yeah, but they said, no, 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 no. That's doing him a disservice, man. That's just like getting mad at Ollie Lane because he's out there. It's the same thing. I'm sorry. I didn't do it. I'm mad at Ollie Lane because he's out there moving the ball around. And, uh, you know, like like Cinco said, game's going a million miles an hour. They have him at center. It's like being in quicksand down there. Go back to our phones, get our next call in. To our next caller, I say welcome to your Tony Basilio show on a John Adams Thursday. It's patented. What's up, Tony? Hey. Who, uh, wait a second. This sounds like a familiar voice. Uh, who this? Well, well, I hope so. Tom Marine. Smoothie what King Tom. Doing? What's up, my man? How's everything at Smoothie King? Everything's going wonderful. What about you? Buddy, uh, too blessed to be stressed. I need to get out and see you at some point, my friend. Yeah, yes, Uncle, you do. I'm going to be out in West Knoxville today. You going to be around? Yeah, I'll be around. Yeah, right. Stop by and see me. You, right. you're, uh, me and the lovely are going to take a walk. Well, me and the lovely are going to take a walk in the park this afternoon. Yeah. Because i got to do some recording tonight uh, for my friends at Winners and Losers. So we're doing that this evening. Okay. Presented by Miller well, Light. So, but go, but uh, Tom, I'm glad to have you on. The you're surprising me here. What's up, my brother? Well, I, I, I'm forward the transfer portal. So, okay. I wanted to make sure you knew. I got, on the you record, got that I were forward it. On the Not record, it. okay. I'm forward it, but but I'm also I may be forward you transferring too if you uh, based upon what you you've done to Titan Bill. You mean throwing him yeah. a birthday party? That's a terrible thing. I mean, planning well, and throwing a birthday party for him that you and I talked about yesterday morning. Yeah. And you and well, I both agreed on late October. Yeah, but it's come to my come to light that I guess his birthday is in November. And, it, and have we confirmed which birthday it is? I think he's turning 70. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's kind of. Kind of, you know, it's his birthday. You know, it is a, a big one, the seventieth here or so, and uh, kind of feel like we we should, uh, you know, do the birthday, you know, in November when closer to his actual time. Whatever we have to move around or do, you know, we can. It won't hurt us to uh, have two birthday parties. One focus on. Oh, we have two now. We have competing yeah. his and hers competing birthdays. Yeah, uh, what do you think? John Adams, 
your dime, your dance floor. John loves this thing. John told me the first one he went to, he said, man, the community of that is really cool. He pulled me aside. He said, I know a kid around with you and joke around. He said, but the community and seeing people bring the gifts and all that stuff and all the hugs and how much it meant to these folks. And that was when Raj was with us. And uh, Yep, I the, remember the, it. The community. And of course, Tom, you would roll out the red carpet at Smoothie King. Of course, last year when we did it at Calhoun's, you basically were responsible for most of it anyway. You took a lot of it off my shoulders, praise God. Um, well, John, at least we can do. John, you, you muddied the water earlier in the hour, so what do you think? Do we have well, some meeting? His and hers? Tom would do that. Did, we, that he's willing to say you had it planned for October. We had. But it shows how compassionate and caring Tom is. We had it planned for October. He planned it with me earlier in the week. Yeah. We had it planned. You had it planned. I'm speaking the plural you there. 24 hours and so, ago. And so Tom as well and said, okay, if it means that much to Titan's bill, uh, we'll have it. In November. Wait a second. You guys are making me look like I'm some kind of rogue over Well, let me, let me finish here, Tony. No, let me finish. I think it's very nice of him to do that. However, if somebody offers to throw you a party, the more I think about it, if somebody offers to throw you a party, uh, is willing to invest the time uh, and the money in yep. doing that, yep. then to me... And and I'm very southern, so you know I I was taught really good manners growing up. And if somebody says they're going to throw me a party at my birthday party, my birthday's in July. I said, hey, how about we have a birthday party with you in June? And we got a couple other guys we'd like to honor too. And I say, hey, that's great. Uh, and I think you hit on it earlier. When you say it's a birthday for somebody, a birthday party, it's not really about just about that person. As you said, it's about a community. And I think Bill, so Titans Bill is a prominent part of that community, and I think he values the community. And I think when Titans Bill really thinks about this for the greater good, he'll call you and say, you know what, Tony, I'd be fine with having a a birthday party in October. I'd be fine with that because Tom, all our friends will be there and it'll be a great day and let's do that. See, Tom, I don't, I guess what John's saying is he doesn't think it's necessary for you to do this. Yeah. And, and Philly said you ought to ban the guy. He's a show killer. Philly just texted me. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know what to say I, about I, that. I, 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 I take it Philly's coming to the birthday party. Then <laughs> <laughs> He'll be there. Philly! Um, what, what presents can I mark you down to bring? Probably probably like a can of silly string that goes or everywhere. Maybe the cake. Maybe you can bring the cake. Yeah. Cake with laxative in it. Well, you just let me know what what y'all decide, and we'll, we'll assist however we can. Matt Dixon, what do you think? Two birthday parties or one? Where are you, Matt? I'm going to bring Matt in the middle of this, because Matt wants to talk sports. Oh, he hung up. Now everybody's Jeez. mad at me. Marine's mad at me. Wow. Probably Damn. Everybody's. I might lose a spot. Hey, Bill, I might lose a sponsor over this, you clown. 
I mean, good gosh. I got to regroup now. Dixon, what are we going to do? Now, Tom, I can't say no to Tom. He's a sponsor all these years and a friend. John's muddied the water. John turned the bit earlier in the hour. What do we do here, man? Well, I think you just said it. You can't can't say no to Tom. So I and he's for the the two birthday part or for it. So I guess you do the two. However, I think Tom is doing that strictly as a goodwill gesture. Yes, almost like in I the know. name of in the name of family unity. Yes, I think he's doing that. I think he would really prefer just to have one. And he's just acquiescing to, to Titan's Bill on that. But I really think Titan's Bill is a very thoughtful guy. And I really think when he goes over this in his head, he'll say, you know what? Let's just have it in October. Tom's nice enough to do this. But I don't want to put him out. I don't want to make him have two parties. Let's just have one big party and have the whole Basilio community there. As we continue on the other side right after this. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. And I'm Michael Parks Lawrence at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Together, we're Mr. Bobby Parks' grandsons, and we run his dealership, and we are glad to be part of our local community. Being family-owned and operated, we invest heavily in our community. We do things like sports teams, schools, bands, you name it. We try to help everybody we can. The reason why we do this is because we all love this community. So come do business with us, your neighbors, at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, right off Nashville Highway, or at ParksMotorSales.com. Hello, I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. You may have heard our previous commercials about compression hosiery that we carry at Holland's Pharmacy. Well, we've recently expanded into a full line of knee braces, back, wrist, ankle, and other support wear. We will gladly help you get just the right fit for these items and, of course, special order items to ensure the proper fit. Come see us at Holland's Pharmacy, 1608 Hatcher Lane, or call us at 931-388-4233. 388-4233. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the drywall that somehow isn't. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. Hi, this is Steve, the Garbage Man. Y'all have heard me talk in the past about Packer, our mascot dog. Well, I have some sad news about Packer. She recently crossed over the Rainbow Bridge to join our other beloved pets of the past. Packer lived out her final days on our farm in Water Valley. She had a great 14 years of life after being rescued by Don from being thrown away as a pup in someone's garbage. Rest in peace, Packer. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole barn. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. 
For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hello, my name is Connor Mims. My wife Bradley and I live in Columbia, Tennessee in Riverside. I'm a deck and porch builder and my wife is a second grade teacher at Riverside Elementary. My specialty is designing and building elegant and comfortable porches and decks. Let me work with you to design and build the porch or deck of your dreams. Give us a call today from our website, memsmodernlandscape.com. That's memsmodernlandscape.com and check out what we have to offer. Thanks. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about. But the hunger crisis in southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. You can join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed our neighbors in need. Kids, moms, and dads, and grandparents with nothing to eat. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. Give hope to the hungry right now. TheWellOutreach.org TheWellOutreach.org don't put off getting your oil changed, Columbia. Take 5 is faster than you think. There's no appointment needed and no waiting room. Yep, you heard that correctly. Take 5 is so fast, you don't even have to get out of your car. Visit their newest location at 1203 South James Campbell Boulevard and take advantage of their $15 off grand opening special. That's right, $15 off any oil change, Columbia. Take 5, the stay-in-your-car 10-minute oil change. They're faster than you think. This is Jack Cobb with Murray County Public Schools and the Big Yellow School Bus. You're listening to Front Porch Radio on 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Yeah, we're giving stuff away over there at Tony Basilio Official on our Instagram, so go ahead and sign up. Uh, speaking of which, uh, well, we'll go back to the phone. I'll tell you about that momentarily. But my friends, uh, we're going to do winners and losers tonight, 7 Eastern if you're around. Or you'll find it wherever podcasts are found. Last week we had a really funny show, but in our power play picks we went one and two. So we were off to a five and one start. So now the record's six and three through three weeks, which still isn't bad. Yeah. But you're, you're due a regression when you start out that yeah. well. Yeah. We're six and three through uh, through three weeks. So my guy's better, but. Mr. C gave away Thagith Sagala, I think his name is, something like that. And Clone, in John Adams' voice, said, is that a jockey in the Kentucky Derby? And I broke. I laughed very loudly at that. Did he say jockey or horse? Jockey. He said, Thagith Sagala sounds like a jockey in the Kentucky Derby, or in your voice, which is highly politically incorrect, but we'll go back to the phones. Because I digress. And we get our next call in on your TLD Logistics Hotline. If we do a TLD Logistics Hotline uh, overtime today, overdrive, it will be very brief because I'm going to hang out with the lovely today because we've had a busy week around here. Hello and welcome in. What's up, big Joshy boy? Hey, Joshy boy under wings. So, uh, Tony, is it October 29th? We're celebrating Montan Phil's birthday, too. Um, that is the, 
that's the plan John Adams wants to stick with. Yeah. Are you okay with that, Joshy Boy? Now, when is your ordinary birthday? It's Halloween. Okay, so you are an October birthday, which makes you amiable. In fact, it's right around your birthday, then. It's Florida's birthday, too. Kelvin. So Florida's birthday and his birthday, because Florida's going to be down there. We're actually going to honor Florida as well, uh, John. Hey, uh, the caller Philly said he had a birthday in November. Maybe we can put Philly and Titan so together. We've got like we've got like a whole community of birthdays. Maybe in one, we can group. In one maybe Philly and Titan's Bill can sit there and have like a little glass nosed with each other. Yeah. Enemies. They can sit there and cut some cake. Average white band. Tony, uh, before I get to football, the only reason they gave Bruins that extension the other day is to take the pressure off uh, Heupel and what's going on with Tennessee football the past few days. What's Bruins? What do you mean? You know Rich Bruins. Oh, that's what you and our basketball coach. Our basketball coach. That's right, Rich Bruins. What do you think about that take? I think they didn't give him a, any raise at all. And just tacked on a year, and he'll be 74 at the conclusion of that deal. John, do you expect um, Rick Barnes to coach that entire term of that deal? Will he coach the 74, John? What do you think? I think there's a good chance he will. 2028 is what we're talking about. I know, but he seems to be in really good health. Um, And I think he really likes doing what he does, so... He doesn't have any other hobbies. He doesn't have any if, other hobbies. So if what, that yeah. happens, Tone, will he be the at oldest active coach if he retires by then? You know, the weird thing about college basketball is those guys coach into their late 70s a lot. I mean, Larry Brown. What about the uh, Miami the, coach? Yeah, Larinaga has got to be 70. Look that up, Bry. I think he's 77 or 78, and he's wow. still doing it. I don't think he's that old. Look it up. He's pretty old for for going out there and coaching every day. Tony, yeah, but if they like what they're doing, and it's it doesn't take that much effort, they like what they're doing. Seventy three years old. Seventy three. So Seventy three. And he oh, went to the final four kid. last year. Yeah, just a kid. Don't make me feel like a man. Wow. Tony, you said Mincy's playing. Saturday, right? Josh Heupel said that, yep. So, uh, James Joseph Larinaga. I, I really don't know what to think about that, Tony. When you said uh, Cooper Mays is a game-time decision, it basically tells me that he's about two weeks off from playing, one or two weeks. Well, that's what the head coach said. I didn't say that. I don't know that he's... Well, I know you didn't say that. I, yeah, yeah, I don't know that he's one or two weeks away. I don't know that he doesn't play Saturday. I knew he wasn't going to play at Florida. We all knew that. Yeah. But they went out there and let him snap the ball to the third-team quarterback and you know made it look good for TV and made Florida think, which was the whole point of that. And um, but But this narrative that Cooper Mays just decided, I'm not going to play Saturday night, it's just not. It's just not. It's just not reality, and it's a disservice to him. Yeah, Tona. Were they ever like? I know they were in discussions like in the summer, but was the Pac-12 ever like 
really going to merge with the Mountain West Conference? I think when it got too late, they decided they were going to try that. And my favorite thing was when those other two teams just went ahead and went to the ACC. That made this thing as chaotic as humanly possible. That Cal and Stanford are now in the ACC, along with SMU. And my favorite thing about the SMU gig, John, is they're in the ACC, but they don't get $1 of television money for nine years. How just utterly ridiculous, and how much money must they have down there with that oil money to be able to afford to be able to do that? They, they've got a lot. They could afford to fund the Pony Express back yeah. in the day. Yeah. So uh, Craig James and Eric Dickerson. So, yeah, they do have a lot of money. Um, I, I really think you put Oregon State and Washington State in the Mountain West, I think that could be a pretty fun league. Sure. Absolutely. Yep. And I think that's what they're talking about doing. Or they're talking about forming a two-team league between those two teams and rotating the rest of the Western Division, the West Coast football teams, into a big league that has relegation like they do in the English Premier League. So depending yep. on how they perform, they either stay in the big league or they go down to the minor league. Now. What would that do with other sports? How would that work? You would relegate them, depending Same on thing. how you perform. That's why it's not going to happen. That's oh. just fun message board talk. Matt over here being fun guy again. Tony, uh, Mark and Columba, is he more of a Hugh Freeze guy or a Lane Kiffin guy? Mark and Columba loves, he, he loves Hugh Freeze. But he, he is still heartbroken of uh, over Hugh Freeze. Talking. Oh, God. Oh, no. Hugh Freeze. Oh, no. Who Freeze? Hugh Freeze blocked him on Twitter, bro. He's never gotten over that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No. Hugh Freeze. Mark. Tony. I didn't and, uh, watch the game. Why don't you just admit, Mark, right now that Lane Kiffin will never be better than Hugh Freeze? He can't even beat Alabama. Thank you. That's a great yeah. call. Have a good day. John Adams, let's make a position statement right now. In your humble opinion, who's a better football coach? For a game like this weekend, would you rather have Hugh Freeze going against Nick Saban in this spot with that Ole Miss program? Or would you rather have 98 degrees, new kids on the block, shiny object, Lane Kiffin, whose next signature win will be the first signature win that he gets down there. He has never beaten Alabama. In fact, his team's folded up in games of this ilk. What what say you, John, on that deal? Position statement here. Um, position statement. Um, go with the track record. Mm. Uh, you look at what Alabama's done mm. and uh, – the fact that Hugh Freeze beat Nick Saban twice <laughs> with that Ole Miss roster he had. And Alabama, that was the Alabama. That was championship contending Alabama. That's not today's Alabama. Mark and Colombo, the inconvenient truth of it all. You know, I, I, don't, I don't trust Nick Saban's offense right now, but I don't trust Ole Miss in that spot either. 
How about Saturday. you, Matt Dixon? My friends at Zen say the line is as follows. Live, Alabama is a seven-point favorite. Matt, do you have a feel on that game? Uh, I, I would definitely take Ole Miss with at that number, and I'd be I'd lean toward just taking Ole Miss outright. I agree with that, John. I think that is a live dog this weekend, and if Hugh Freeze was coaching that football team, they would go out there and beat those guys. How do you like those apples? You know why? Because I've seen him do it. This other guy, I haven't seen him do it. I've seen the media talk about this other guy. It'd be neat to see him win a game like this every once in a while, and it'd be great for the league because it would set up an Ole Miss LSU game for the division, plus it would give Alabama two losses before the end of September, and we might see the wheels come off of Alabama's deal by the time Tennessee gets there because they have a quarterback play. I, I think you really enjoy saying that, Tony. It's- I got borderline uh, uh, my jollies off of it, yes. I think uh, the problem Ole Miss has, it's, it's not at full strength. Uh, the wide receiver that you mentioned earlier that transferred from UTSA, yep. Uh, Zaderek Franklin, I think is his name. He hasn't played. I mean, he was a good addition. Trey Harris, who had a great start, transfer from Louisiana Tech, he's been hurt. And Quinshawn Judkins was the run star running back who wasn't at full speed last week. Um, So this team is, uh, this is not Ole Miss at its best. So the idea that Ole Miss could go in there and beat Alabama not at its best, I just can't buy into that. But Part of that just might be image that it's that it's hard for you. Just keep thinking. I watch Alabama and I think, man, this doesn't look anything like Alabama. Watching that South Florida game, oh. are you kidding me? South oh. Florida, and you've got you got to go deep in the third quarter to score a touchdown against South Florida. You know what that looked like, John? That looked like Alabama's team the year before Saban got there. That's how they would play in a game like that. That looks like a game I'd stay away from. I look like an eight. I wouldn't four, touch. I look like an eight and four Alabama football team. It like didn't Matt even said. look like an eight and four Alabama football team. Yeah, said that team they were like nine six, and three preseason. Year, I think Matt called them overrated preseason. Said they're going nine and three, and I think Matt's right. And see, everybody makes it about the quarterback with Alabama, which is understandable. They paraded three, but to me, that hides a bigger issue, or at least diverts from it. You look all over the the offense, and if you're preparing for that Alabama team and you're a defensive coordinator, who scares you on that offense? No playmakers. No, no playmakers. No playmakers. It's a little bit of a problem. So, John, that game, Alabama minus seven over at Zen, what say you? Are we going to play it? Are we going to stay away from it? Are we going to play the total? Uh, in the game, where where are we going here? The total is uh, fifty five and a half in that football game. I'd probably go under on the total, and I would stay away from the line itself. Right. Bango, let's play the uh, let's play under the total. Look, week four of college football's here. We're we're going to reach the quarter pole. And it's time for you to make the switch to Zen Sports. Fastest growing sports book in Tennessee, no doubt about it. Revolutionizing the way you bet on sports. Cash rewards program par excellence. 
play the under in the Ole Miss-Alabama game. When you sign up, use the promo code TNTONY. You're going to earn a welcome bonus. It's going to give you 5% cash back on your total betting volume first 15 days. And it's real money. That is absolutely real money back in your account. You can withdraw it. Even if you have a rough weekend, you can withdraw it and uh, have something there. Also, when you use the promo code TNTONY, you're going to go into a drawing. Somebody's going to win tickets to Saturday's Thrilla in Neyland Stadia, uh, Tennessee, and San Antonio. So, what are you waiting for? Also, in addition to the Cash Rewards Program, a real easy-to-understand sportsbook experience in the state of Tennessee. That means you don't have to scroll through hundreds of bets to find the games that you want to bet on. Plus, you can make parlays easily, simple-to-use interface, and that includes even same-game parlays. Don't waste your time or your money betting with other sports books, earning credits or fake points or any of that nonsense. Get real cash rewards with Zen Sports. Download at the App Store or at ZenSports.com. Your wallet will thank you later. Gambling problem, 800-889-9789. Terms and conditions apply. Must be 21 and over in the state of Tennessee to bet. And I will go back to our phones without further ado. And I remind you tonight. Winners and Losers, presented by our friends. Say it, know it, and write it down. Miller Lite tonight. We're going to do it at 7 Eastern time if you're around your device. Hello and welcome into our next call on the Bacilio Show. John Adams on a Thursday. Hello. Hey, uh, hey, Tony, John. It's uh, Taylor. Hey, uh, Tay. John, I'd like to ask you a question. In your uh, history covering uh, University of Tennessee, who would you say was the best coaching staff from, a, I guess, a media perspective to interact with? And then, on the contrary, the most challenging coaching staff to deal with from a, from a media perspective? Uh, probably best coaching staff to interact with, uh, I, I would say Lane Kiffin's staff, uh, I remember Lane had open practices all during the spring. Um, and I think Tennessee's, uh, I'm going back under probably all the way back to Johnny Majors. I just remember him making assistant coaches readily available. I can remember talking to, uh, I had a tape recording of Johnny Majors. And he was, uh, he was talking about, uh, he was referring to the big orange ogres, I thought, but it sounded like big orange odors. Johnny had kind of a unusual speech cadence, and on my tape recorder, I couldn't understand it. And so I just called up Kevin Steele and got him to say, what do you think this was? And he told me, thought it was ogres. But I could just call a coach like that and... Uh, so I would say uh, Johnny Majors, but I'd have to – Johnny Majors' staff. But I also think when Doug Dickey was athletic director, it was kind of a different time, and he made uh, he made coaches uh, be more available, have open practices, that kind of thing. So it was a different world, and I thought Doug Dickey had a lot to do that do with that. 
I will say that Josh Heupel has made more assistant coaches available probably than anybody going back to Philip Fulmer. Yeah, that's good. That's good to know. The the legend that Johnny Majors, I imagine he was uh, very interesting to cover. And sounds like Coach Hype is is uh, is up there based yeah. on the modern era. Yeah, I'd love to. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say it would have been fun if, if Pruitt could have made his assistant coaches available. <laughs> I wonder if they spoke English any better than he did. Damn. <laughs> but I. I think in what Heupel's doing now, the way he's the availability for assistant coaches, that really goes against the grain in uh, yep. in SEC football and uh, don't cover the Big Ten regularly. But the Big Ten has already always been pretty tight in terms of media accessibility. Yeah, uh, the SEC has progressively gotten worse, and Heupel sort of changed that trend at least with Tennessee. I know uh, when Mark Rick, I think Kirby is Kirby smart at Georgia. He's more like Nick Saban. He, he doesn't want many people talking. He doesn't want a lot of mixed voices. He doesn't want assistance coaching talking that much. Mark Rick was different. Mark Rick's program was really, he was really accessible with coaches. Part of that had to do with Claude Felton, the longtime sports Sweet information guy. director, who's probably the best in the business still. Lincoln Riley yesterday, ironically, you bring this up, Taylor, they suspended a beat writer who they say was filming things in a time period where you weren't allowed to film. They suspended a beat writer for three weeks yesterday. Unbelievable. And and Chip Kelly went to his press conference and absolutely just railed on Lincoln Riley for being small-minded and ridiculous and... These some of these people are so paranoid about their stuff. You might th- think they're over at like Y twelve or something, with <laughs> with the the secrets the, of the entire free world at their disposal. You're coaching damn football for crying out loud, John. Didn't uh, Dave Hooker somebody got suspended from practice at one point a few years ago when Fulmer was over there? I kind of think he did, or it, the subject was each was came up, and I, you know I should remember that. These but coaches, I kind of so, think he did. So, what are you doing? Well, what's the Tony, guy going to give out? What's there's the so guy going to do? Call like Spurrier and give him your play? I mean, what what are we doing? I know it, it is football, and and everybody's got video, and everybody right. else. Well, the funny was thing funny. was, because everybody. Does everybody, does everybody, like, we have our own, everybody knows what you're going to do to some extent. Coaches are extremely, and see, I wasn't even thinking about that when I was uh, responding to the call question. I mean, I was thinking more about uh, availability for reporters and so forth, not the video. That's changed everything where everybody's out there with their cell phone and they can take video and somebody that was out there at practice once upon a time got video of athletic director Philip Fulmer coaching the offensive line. How did you know he was going to say that? How did you know, uh, Taylor, he was going to say that? How did you know that? That's one of the most infamous videos that the Knoxville News Sentinel has ever posted and just showed what our athletic director was more uh, 
more in tune with trying to coach the offensive line than doing his duties overseeing the athletic program. He had it in his blood, man. And once it's in your blood, buddy, it's in your blood. And so well, I, that was, that and was I resemble pretty, that remark. Pretty revealing. It was, uh, it was in his blood, man. He needs to go try to help the offensive line right now. That's a really good point, Matt. That's a really good point. Great point. Could he be a consultant, like an unpaid consultant, like Butchie Boy was? That's a really good point, like Butchie Boy. Earn some of that paycheck he's getting. You don't want to put him back on the payroll because, you know, he won't be content just to be a consultant for the O-line. He will be plotting for bigger things. Well, last thing on the way out, I want to hear your thoughts of uh, a Butchie boy. I imagine he was absolutely atrocious to cover. And then I just want to make a quick statement. Uh, Tony Basilio's contributions to the greater community could not be understated. I and mean, then sponsors like uh, like Tom at, at Smoothie King that Who hung up help, on me. Uh, just exemplify that. Uh, Who's mad <laughs> that at me? Community spirit. Oh, you're winning back, Tony. Thank you, brother. You yeah. know, my friend. L- love will bring you back, Tom. Taylor Dane. He asked you about Butchie Boy. What was um, was Butchie Boy a small-minded John to deal with for you? As he seen? <laughs> no, I mean I love Butch as a columnist. Uh, he was really good as a columnist because he would say some incredulous things. Yes, and you could just spin a column off of yes. it. So it was. Uh, what was he thinking? And all his little catchphrases. Oh, I so probably great. got three or four columns out of his catchphrases. So. I love to cover him. That Champions of Life deal, when he told this fan base. Five-star hearts. I love him. I'm, I'm for but him, still, not him. But still, that uh, explanation for Shy Tuttle's oh. offensive, uh, for his oh. uh, Shy Tuttle's oh. eye injury, that he fell on oh. his helmet in oh. the locker room. Hey, I'm one of the greatest quotes ever. Fake news. Fake, I like it when he when he fake got out there and news, said fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. I, I like. Uh, <laughs> I did my research. Do you do your research? I like when he did that thing about the back pocket. Got some names, Danny. I got some names in my. And when we get this thing turned around, like, what are you going to do? You're going to get like the guy at the New Sentinel fired. The guy at like nine ninety, you're gonna get him fired. I mean, think about that for a second. What was that moron? What did he think he was gonna do? I'm gonna get that Basilio guy taken off. He told his team, he said, "There's this guy in town, and they do this post game show, and you better not listen to him." And he said my name, and I had guys on the team who said, "Man, we found your." We would sit there and listen on the headphones after games and just he haul laugh. <laughs> People just excoriating this coach. Who they all knew by that point. I mean, imagine saying that to a team, John. And at first I couldn't believe that. And then I thought, well, of course he did that. Because he's the same guy that said at a press conference a week and a half ago, he was like ripping Tennessee fans for the way they were going at him on Twitter. Who does that? What an Tony, you are, one of you guys might remember this, and I can't remember. It was something that happened in a game. And he was second guessed, as I recall, mm-hmm. and or something happened negatively, and he said, "Yeah, twenty coaches contacted me about that, like they were in support of him." Do you really think twenty coaches, sure, in the middle of a college football season, sure. would take time off to call Butch and commiserate with him? Of course they wouldn't. 
Arkansas State this weekend, you'll be glad to know after their win over Slippery Rock over the weekend. Stony Brook. What was it? Stony Brook. I thought it was Slippery Rock. Uh, maybe it was a combination of those two programs. Tom Marine's alma mater. There goes Tom Marine again. Tom, I love you. Is a seven-point favorite over Butchie Boy this weekend. So something has to give in that one. Back to the that's phones like, we go. Bad, that's like the blind playing the blind right there. Now that's that's a cut. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hey, you talking to Eastern Cock from Jacksonville? Yo, what's up, my man? How you doing? I'm fine. How about yourself? Buddy, it's a great day to be alive and well. Yeah, it'll be a great day to be a Tennessee fan, I guess. Great day to be a Vol, my friend, every day. But uh, I have uh, two questions, because I don't want to sound delusional or delirious, because I still believe we can somewhat win the East. What is your team? What, is, what chances do you give us for winning the East? And also, how many snaps do you think Nico going to play on Saturday? I think those are two interesting questions. Let's go to Nico first. Because I'm going to do my Tony's totals for the blog, and I'm going to ask these gentlemen that. So you cued me to that. Nico snaps on Saturday, Matt Dixon. What's your number? Uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half. All right. John, what do you think the number should be? You want to get action going both ways, John? I'll go... I'll go nine. Okay. Brian? I'll say ten and a half. Let's go with eight. I, I think, that's I think a real, he'll have a chance to lead a touchdown drive. I think that's a really interesting question because that connotes, that connotes that they're going to score enough points for him to play. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. Right. Do you think, right. do you think, do you think Joe Milton is going to try to sabotage to keep himself in the game? No, I don't know. Joe Milton needs to play well, and the offense. I don't needs think to he. I don't think points. he's like that. No, I don't think Joe Milton's like that at all. And and I'll tell you something. If he goes out there and plays poorly, I'll tell you what's going to happen in that stadium. He's going to get booed. That offensive coordinator is going to get booed. The head coach is going to get booed. Who's not going to like that, by the way? The um, the fans are going to start chanting Nico's name. So there's no sabotaging anything. Joe Milton needs to come out with that offense and be sharp and crisp, and they need to score three touchdowns right off the bat and get everybody pulling in the same direction. Otherwise, you're going to be playing two opponents in that in that South Carolina game. You're going to be playing South Carolina and your fan base, and you don't want to do that. Your fan base can be forge you, or they can be an ally, or they could be a detriment. John, isn't that true? When you get in spots like this, they better start quickly Saturday. I believe that. Yeah, um, and I think it's pretty obvious you're going to get we want Nico at some point. No doubt about it may it. just be after the game is hand is in hand. Sure, but they're gonna, you're going to hear that chant. And if the offense, if the offense would go, for example, go three and out on the first possession, there will be a smattering of booze. Well, see, here's the thing, though. Like, I'm, a, I'm, I kind of look back in the past. I feel like we were in this position a few years ago when we had, uh, I think his name was Dormany, and everybody was begging for Garrett Town to come in, and we see what happened. So I don't want to put him, I don't want to put Nico out there 
and he gets you know he gets head knocked off or he gets shell shocked, and then he's kind of he's kind of messed up for the rest of his career because like I said, I feel like that's what we did. You know, Garantano wasn't really good at all. I just feel like that's kind of how we did him, and that kind of put him in a bad position. I'd love to see Garantano be coached and have a chance to play in this offense. And look, I was never his biggest fan. I, I had to balance what Eric Ainge was doing on the radio, which. Eric Ainge, I mean, you know, we have a saying around here, it's verbal, not physical. Between Eric Ainge and Garantano, I'm starting to think it was physical and not verbal. But anyway, um, I mean, so we had to kind of balance all that out. I I felt the need to sort of balance that out. Matt, what do you think Garantano would have looked like, who we used to call the club master, master, because when you went into club Gitmo, there was no coming out of that deal. There's two club Gitmos. There's the one off the coast of Cuba, and then there's this thing, or coast of Florida, and then there was that deal that we had. Matt, what do you think Garantano would do in this offense? Could he play in it? Uh, he'd be he'd be pretty good if he had a if he had a good offensive line. I think he'd have been fine. He'd have been fine. He'd put up pretty good numbers. What do you think, John? Pretty good arm. Uh, I yeah, he actually had a strong arm. He in it. Funny, he did have some good big games. I, I think he passed for over 400 yards against Missouri, maybe. Uh, he had some good games, but let's face it, he yeah. was in. He wasn't as good as I thought he was when he was coming out of high school. I saw a lot of video of him; he looked incredible. Uh, but he wasn't as bad as he he appeared, and. He just didn't he have just he how many diff, different offense coordinators three did he have it was never ending it was he, never ending and he wasn't you know, coached and he had bad coaches yeah bad head coaches what was funny is he would pass for four hundred yards and they'd only score twenty four points well that's right it was kind of <laughs> like you know his numbers were kind of like Joe Milton's numbers the other night like you look at it after the game and you go man look at the stats that guy just put up but the stats didn't match. Didn't match the output. Well, like the Matt the said, difference was he would turn the ball over. He right. would have that catastrophic interception that hits the linebacker in the chest over the middle. Yeah, and he would get blindsided. That's right. And you know, a ball would go like he would have the catastrophic turnovers as well as just kind of the inconsistent play. My friends that played, he would drive crazy because they said he would go to the line, and you have to count your linemen and you have to account for everybody, and he would just snap balls and turn his back. Like a crash test dummy, and he would just get hammered. I mean, some of the most vicious shots ever put on film were that guy just getting walloped by Southeastern Conference defenders from his blind side. But, uh, hey, Florida, what's it like being down there among the, uh, the the living Florida fan after what they did to us? I mean, it was terrible. It was terrible. You know, I feel like it's been. I mean, last year was a great year. I, I read. I mean, it's not like I was expecting the same year because I just yeah. think Joe Mason got it. I don't. I just don't think he got it. But I expected us to be Florida, this, at least Florida. Yeah, that's everybody saying. Yeah, I, I thought our only wins. I mean, I thought our only losses this year, our close games, would probably be Georgia and Alabama. But you know, now looking at it, that's what they bring me to my next question about the East. Now looking at it, I think we. I think we still have a shot because Alabama doesn't like Alabama at all this year. So how old are you again? But, you're you're like what? Well, no, like the thing was when I called you when I first started calling. Seventeen, you, I was 15. 15, fifteen. So you're how old now? I'm 18 now. Yeah, so you're still magical thinking, and I got time for that. I got time for an 18-year-old magical thinking. This team, if they have an A-plus season from here, is going to finish 9-3. and three. That's an A-plus season 
for that. Well, who do you think the losses are to? Oh, I don't know. I think one of them's to Georgia, and then one of them's to somebody else somewhere along the way. Well, but the if they go nine and three, right? that's a wonderful season in my in my book. Because, uh, because like I say, I mean, Georgia they got Carson Beck, and I, you know, I want I kind of want Carson Beck to see because he's from Jacksonville. Yep. And so, and so is Jeff Sims, but like he he's kind of out of there. I don't Jeff know. Sims, wow. I don't, I don't, I don't, because like when they, when them two played against each other, and they were on ESPN and all, it was like yeah. one of the biggest games in the city. Sims is, uh, Sims is the kid at Georgia Tech now, right? No, 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 no. No, he was in Nebraska. He's in Nebraska. No, he's in Nebraska. Nebraska, and he's brutal. Poor yeah, Jeff I mean, Sims. Almost, I mean, he's, almost, he's almost as bad as Garantano. No man. question. He's like an athletic Garantano, is what he is. He's really, because you can see why people loved him. But man, he needs to get himself an NIL with like the Sarah Lee company because he's like a turnover machine. And I appreciate you. Thank you. Who makes a, who makes a great Apple turnover, John? Who am I thinking of, Bry? Who would be a good NIL program for like the turnover well, chance? Like your Roll Aids Relief Mc- Award in baseball. McDonald's used to years ago. Who makes a. I wasn't expecting that, but Brian's. Getting random on us, Matt. Who makes a good like Apple turnover? Who's a good? I, I want to say Sarah Lee, but that's probably old school. I don't know. That was old school. I don't. I don't need Apple turnover. I know, right? Speak for yourself, Basilio. Maybe Cherry turnover. Uh, I think you ought to just move on. Okay, let's do that. This is Big Lou Maddox, and you're listening to the best radio in southern Middle Tennessee, WKOM 101.7 FM, Columbia. Celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. Hello, this is Rick Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. What is a full-service jeweler? Experienced staff, custom designers, in-house jewelry repairs, and beautiful jewelry. Yes, at Tillis Jewelry, we are passionate, knowledgeable, and committed to integrity. We strive to be the best in our community and in our profession. We build long-term relationships and become part of family traditions that will cross generations. We delight clients by providing an unparalleled selection, superior service, and exceptional value. Tillis Jewelry, we exceed your expectations. Do you suffer from knee pain? Is it painful to walk or perform your day-to-day activities? If so, we have great news at the Dr. Gill Center. We can relieve your knee pain fast and easy with no downtime and no surgery. The FDA has approved a new non-surgical treatment for knee pain, and it's covered by most major insurance, including Medicare. This treatment has helped millions of people across the nation. Call today to see if you qualify for a free consultation and get back to a pain-free life. 615-551-9224. Brown's Body Shop has two locations to provide your vehicles with high-quality body and frame repairs, the best paint jobs, and custom body fabrications. Brown's Body Shop has been successful for more than 50 years because of their highly trained personnel, competitive prices, superior customer care, and timely service. Don't put off body repairs or that custom paint job at Fenders. Go to Brown's Body Shop today, 1505 Nashville Highway in Columbia, or 129 Alpha Drive in Franklin. 
Looking for convenience? Try Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Murray County, Southern Middle Tennessee, and North Alabama. Whether stopping in on your way to work for coffee and a biscuit, taking a plate lunch to go, or grabbing something cold to drink after a long hot day at work, there's always one nearby. Quickmark Convenience Stores, conveniently located all across Southern Middle Tennessee and North Alabama. Proudly serving Shell Gasoline. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at tenpin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Hey, this is Trip Stoltz, owner and manager of Columbia Ace Hardware. Football season is here, and that means tailgating starts now. Come see us at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard and let us help you get your backyard game ready. We are open Monday through Friday from 7 to 7 and on Saturday from 8 to 4. Go Vols! Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. I am Jack Blackstone. And I'm Emery Blackstone. Together, we are Greenway Tech Repair. Tired of slow computers, cracked phone screens, and fancy home electronics you don't know how to use? We can help. We provide local on-site services as well as remote troubleshooting for any job, no matter how large or small, from computers and laptops to mobile devices and home electronics. We Blackstone Brothers are eager to serve our community. Find us on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. That's on Facebook at Greenway Tech Repair or by phone at 931-388-2691. There are so many problems in the world right now that we can't do anything about, but the hunger crisis in Southern Middle Tennessee is not one of them. Join the Well Outreach Food Pantry in responding to help feed neighbors in need, September 26th and 27th, right here on Front Porch Radio. For just $30, you can provide a week of groceries to feed a local family in need. You can also provide hope to the hungry right now at thewelloutreach.org. Save-A-Lot Foods, serving Columbia since 1994, is celebrating their grand reopening at 112 East James Campbell Boulevard with amazing deals, and you can even register for prizes. Open from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. seven days a week. Check out our weekly flyers for great deals on your favorite products. Save-A-Lot stores are 100% employee-owned and operated and proud to be local. Save-A-Lot Food Stores. Shop the dot. Save a lot. I've got our favorite grocer, Mr. Miles Johnson, on the phone. Miles, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, buddy. I know it's uh, another week. You got some more great bargains for us, so let's hear what you got. All righty. Well, this week we have ribeye steak, six ninety nine a pound. Jumbo russet potato, eight pound bags, four ninety nine each. Green cabbage, forty nine cents a pound. Crystal geyser, thirty two pack water, three for twelve. And Coca Cola, twelve pack, five ninety nine. And uh, these sales run through what next Tuesday, I believe. 
Yeah, next Tuesday. All right, fantastic. And as always, you guys are open seven days a week, and you're open 7 a.m. till 9 p.m., located right there by where the post office is. So if anybody's out there looking for some great deals, I'll tell you, check out Foodland. You cannot go wrong. Miles, as always, thank you very much. I, we appreciate you talking to us, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, okay? All righty, thank you. Thank you, Miles. All right, that was Miles Johnson. We just got done talking to Go check them out at Foodland. They got some fantastic deals. Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. Yeah, tomorrow Matt will have some thoughts, Orange Throat will have some thoughts, Brian will have some thoughts, I'll have my Tony's Totals and a few other things. We're going to go back to our phones without further ado. we got a full bank of calls, which, you know, we don't like to do that, waste our calls because they are in my opinion, a natural resource. We've got nine minutes to play on the radio show. Tclub.team is where you find us when we do our TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. I'll do a little bit of that today, and then we'll get it on and get out of here. In the meantime, let's go back to our phones, and you can catch us at 7 Eastern tonight if you want to get some touts and some plays for the weekend. Hello and welcome into our next call. Hello. Hi, you're on the air. Hi, Tony. I thought I'd call back because I forgot to give you my name the other day, the Jersey Mountain Girl. <laughs> Jersey Mountain Girl. Uh, Matt I'm Dixon was wondering about that. I'm glad you called back because Matt was wondering. And, again, you have an uncle that had a bar up in Millville, New Jersey. John, have you ever been to yeah. Millville? Yeah. I listened to your show, uh, I guess it was yesterday. I, I guess I was on hold because I, I heard it. Y'all were talking about you telling your wrestling story. That's right. I thought, oh, my gosh. Uncle, guess who else was a wrestler? Uncle Larry. Uncle Larry wrestled, Matt. See that? Yeah. Uncle Larry, who yeah. on that bar in Millville. Which yeah, I bet that came in handy because, John, you've been to Millville, New Jersey. Is that close to New York? No. It's no. close to Vineland. Vineland. Uh, uh, no, I'll say I have not been there. My Aunt Jeanette used to live in Vineland. We used to visit as a child. Yeah. Oh, wow. We might. Look, I lived there till I was three. Great and, memories. Till you were three, we might know each other. I'm saying... You might have been playing, because I remember there was a young girl in the room. We were playing that game, Operation. Do you remember that game where you had the tweezers? Oh, I know that guy. And if you hit the metal part, it would go, Aah! and the light would light yeah. up. John, do you remember Operation? That's unbelievable. What, Brian, do you remember it? Yeah, I do remember that game. You t- And my hands. I liked, I liked it when his nose lit up like that. I yeah. always made sure to hit the thing. Yes. That's how I knew I wasn't meant to be a doctor. Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. So I had to tell you about that Uncle Larry. Now, look, his son, Larry Jr., still runs the bar. It's open. John, we really need to take a road trip up there. You know, I'll tell you what, I summer. Uh, no, I don't think so. I, t- I do a week a-, a summer every summer up at Ocean City, maybe. We'll go up there and pay a visit to Larry Jr. and give him a hug. Ocean City, Wildwood. Yes. Last, last time I went, I took my kids. I think it's the year Davy Allison had the wreck, and I was just distraught and crazy up there in uh, Millville, but that's the last time I got to visit. 
Davy Allison passed away. Was he in an airplane or on a racetrack? He was in a helicopter crash. Helicopter crash. Yeah, he was, was on the way to Bristol. Yeah, it was here. Knoxville. That's right. Talladega. Talladega. Oh, he was in Talladega. Talladega. You're thinking of Alan Colwicky. I think it was Alan Colwicky. 1995. There was a spate yeah. of that that happened. He passed away. Because yeah, my daughter. Colwicky died. Was, it was right in that yeah, same time I'm, period. I'm, I think I'm thinking of course. Yeah. It's about 93. 93. That's right. Let me ask you something. So you were that distraught. Do you still follow NASCAR like that, or has it lost its luster no, to you? No, it tore me up so bad I, I just couldn't. I couldn't. But then I, when I remarried, I married a guy that was a Chevrolet. He was so hardcore Dale. We got back into it. Uh, you know, kind of, but I, I got back into, I'm sorry, I'm getting behind, I went back to the future. Sorry about that. I go back to the future a lot, ma'am. I do that. I go back to the future a lot. Before Davey got killed, this is when we all went to Charlotte. You didn't have to pay. Oh. You know, camp or nothing. That's right. Now it's all corporate. Now it's all corporate. It's all corporate oh, now. Had a blast. Oh, it was unbelievable, Andy. But listen, you you are you know, and it was amazing. John, do you have any do you have any questions for her, John? Anything Uh, coming my way? You ever spend much time in Atlantic City? Yes, I mean I went a couple of times when I went up there on vacation. I've got home movies when I was walking on the boardwalk when I was three. Uh, Back then, we used to have the that. steel pier. The steel—that was before the gambling machines. They had the steel pier up there, yeah. John. And then I went back up there to visit, and Uncle Larry took me to Atlantic City, and we went. Everybody had won something. That went right to the horse races, this, that, and other. And my teenage kids said, "You everybody know, want you something. Gotta get up and go and go to Atlantic." What, what do you mean, City? everybody won something? Everybody won. I played uh, blackjack. Oh, so everybody won something when you want. So Uncle Larry was connected because those are the people that win something in Atlantic City. Was he connected? He, well, he he loves to gamble and they go all the time. He's good at what he does. I will tell you this: this is how close I was. I did pretty good, you know, playing blackjack. I I, I understood that well enough, you know, and was just you know took a chance, whatever. Didn't really care. And then I went and put some money trying to do that. Uh, slot machine and i didn't know it till after we left and he said i was just like what i did i missed winning way 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 up there by just hardly just it was i was off very little having the match you know whatever it was the uh where you uh roll the dice on the table what's that called uh, you know, when you roll, oh, uh, that's called craps. When you roll the dice. Yes. When you roll the yeah. dice. Yeah, it's like so rolling a seven every time you roll the dice. Yeah, I was just on fire and had no idea what I was doing. Okay, well, listen, I, I appreciate you. John, your thoughts on that phone call? You muted yourself. <laughs> Let's go back. Or you, you hit your unmute, unmute yourself, John. You muted yourself. Let's okay, get, I know I did. Okay, I'm that sorry. That wasn't an accident. Oh. <laughs> let's let's get our next call in here. Hello and welcome. Great call, ma'am. Thank you. Always good hearing from you. And I did wrestle in high school. You are correct. Hello and welcome in. 
to our next caller. Let's try this again. Uh, I'll tell you what. We'll hold our next caller for our TLD legit overdrive, overtime. <laughs> so, um, John and I have this self-amusement society with each other. He makes me laugh. I make him laugh. We're going to do a quick TLD Logistics Overdrive Overtime. I'm going to go enjoy a little bit of the day today, with all due respect to me. Um, I want to thank John Adams. We're hunting a sponsor for him, so if you want to get in the game, uh, you can reach out to me, commonfan at gmail.com. Uh, Matt Dixon, thank you for your terrific work today on the radio. Brian Hart.